Peruvians hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to Dr. Huh? Huh? What? Hey, they're fighting an ice warrior. Why didn't they simply use Pretzel's trap? <laughs> this is a, uh, a randomly selected <laughs> Doctor Who podcast. I'm your Duran Duran fan. Fan? Jordan? Dan? Boy, I'm Sam and I'm Russian. One thing a po- posters guarantee... There will be no Russian accents in this episode. We will not do any funny Russian no, accents. No, not at all. No. Uh, uh, hey, uh. hey, 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 hey. That came dangerously close. That's I, look, Eastern I, Europe. Vampiro. Vampiro. We don't no, need we're not episode. doing Vampiro anymore. That's Vampiro, an old, that's an old bit. That's an old bit. Put that one right, away. We never do that. Yeah, we don't do, we don't reuse bits like that. There will be no, there will be no Russian accents. There will be no replacing V sounds with W's. We won't say nuclear vessel. We're going to be very good this week because all the Russian people. What won't we were, say? We'll say nuclear vessel. They no, were on. What, what won't we say? We won't say nuclear vessel, but we'll replace. <laughs> it's like that TikTok. It's like. What would that I'm, sound like? I, I'm so glad to be on board this nuclear vessel. Now replace the V with a W. <laughs> Have you seen that? Jordan, if your question is, have you seen XYZ TikTok? No. Have you not, like, seen it? I guess you don't use Twitter anymore. Never mind. If well, I see a TikTok on any feed, I refuse to look at it. Some, it's, it's, I didn't even think it's a, it's like a screenshot of a TikTok. But anyway, uh, I'm I sure. I my eyes and leave. I'm sure that somebody liked my joke because they were familiar with the TikTok that I'm referencing. Uh, so you're you're saying I can't do Vampiro, but you can reference TikToks. Well, I was making I was kind of putting my own spin on uh, sort of a meme. You were that, sort of doing a duet, if you will. I was kind of doing a duet. You know, I'm all about the talk life now. Um, ever since I made a TikTok, uh, yeah, never. you're you're on TikTok. You're playing Tatka. Tatka. Um, I do TikToks about Tatka. Um, I did, I did, by the way, I did put Tears of the Kingdom down just to record this episode. So everybody very, very thankful for me for showing up and, and, uh, and being here, being present. To talk about series seven, episode nine, Cold War written by Marcus, directed by Douglas McKinnon. It's cold and it's set during the Cold War and there's an ice warrior. I get it. You gotta know what you're fighting for. You gotta know what I'm fighting for. Uh, (laughs) This is a uh, this is Mark Gatiss, so uh, people don't talk like people in this episode. Uh, you know what I've I've yeah. I've formed a thesis about Mark Gatiss, uh, yeah, which is that he is a, a, in a weird man. I to me he is so far based on the episodes I've seen, he is just a lesser Stephen Moffat, and I mean that fully as an insult. Oh yeah, he never he never reaches the highs. He's he's not, but he also never really comes <laughs> close to the lows. It's like a, how Stephen Moffat is either like Doctor Good or Mister Meh or whatever we said. Uh, Doctor Sicko and Doctor Mr. Annoying and Mister Fine. Yeah, uh, but Mark is permanently locked in Doctor Annoying mode. I mean, this one was like of all the Mark joints we've uh, had to sit through. This one was like okay. I get, I mean, it wasn't okay. It was like middle of the road, inoffensive. I, I am of the opinion that this is the most middle of the road episode of Doctor Who is possibly this like, in existence. Is this like the baseline, like straight down the? Middle? I think this is going to be my baseline. I don't know if I would say it's a baseline because for me, because I do agree that it's like incre- incredibly average. 
but I don't think that incredibly average is is the normal for Doctor Who. But I right, do but think I mean this is this is this is or what is I was like saying. like a baseline of enjoyment. Like there's you did not enjoy or dislike this episode any more or less than you could already have had. You're right in the middle. This is a perfect five out of ten, which is how we <laughs> perfect five out of five. The five bags uh, of popcorn. This is what this is what I was saying on a mm-hmm. recent episode. I can't remember when, but I, I was saying like I feel like you and I sort of rank things on different scales. Whereas where like I I will give something like a B. Even if I'm like, this isn't that good. Because they worked hard like, on it. Because <laughs> they worked hard on it. I feel like, to me, this is an episode, this is exactly what I would consider a C episode, because there's absolutely C. nothing good about it. Mm-hmm. Did you but like my joke? No, sorry, really sorry, sorry. anything bad about mm-hmm. it, either. Did you like my, did you, you didn't, you didn't like my joke? there i don't i don't think i heard it oh you said it's a perfect it's it's a perfect di- uh, example of a sea episode and i said because they're out because at it's sea. underwater it's out yeah they're out at sea um yeah i also i was really wondering i do want to go back to why they didn't just use pretzel's trap we watched uh what episode was that that was oh, the seeds, seeds of death, death. Where a man who is not the second Dr. Pretzel, but I, I'm calling it Pretzel's Trap because he left his mark on the episode regardless. Uh, it turns out that when, you de- when you're when you dealing with an ice warrior, you just have to make them walk into a room a and stand in the middle of three machines that do something. And it doesn't matter what they do. They the, have I, an effect. The ice warrior will die instantly. The, they will feel the effect, and that's not good. I mean... I was surprised they didn't just try setting up a triangle of anything. I mean, you know... There was a lot of things the Ice Warrior... Because I really like the fact that, uh, you know, the the Doctor has all this respect for the Ice Warriors when they did try to, like, cover... We didn't finish that one in the classic. We didn't, we never got to see how it ended, but they did try to cover yeah. the whole Earth in cotton candy. Um, yeah, that was really cool. I guess that's why he... Respe- like, they aren't hostile. The, um, the Ice Warriors looked at the travel mat and said, this is the dumbest shit we've ever heard of. We gotta break this shit. We, we need to get rid of it. You'll we need to us, save humanity from you'll itself. You'll thank us later. Patreon.com slash Potting Bros to listen to our on. episode on the Seeds of Death, which was absolutely nuts. It's pretty buck, buck wild. Uh, so this is a, hey, I think that, I think that, uh, you know how for a really long time we were just, every week we were rolling Backpack Era? episodes mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. just couldn't get away from it i think that now we're, we're stuck in the clara we're yeah we're in the clara are we saying clara is or is it clara or is it a long e is it clara we're in the clara we're in the clara firmly i think every episode every other episode we were gonna roll for a while is gonna be clara when was our last not clara episode uh not that long ago we watched uh we watched david Tennant and rose one uh when we watched the idiot's lantern which was two weeks ago i think Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I know, it's a very forgettable episode, Mark. That was a Mark episode, and therefore not good. I hate Mark Gaines so much. Uh, should we start talking about this episode? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, really important point, Davos Seaworth is in this episode, Leon, Con- Leon Cunningham. Uh, he's wearing a big funny hat, but he takes it off pretty quickly, which I appreciated. So I could really close my eyes and imagine him shitting his brains out. It's like a it's like a submarine captain hat. He's not he's not wearing like a propeller. He's wearing like a big a, like a beer drinking hat. He's wearing a big soda drinking hat. Um, and uh, 
they're doing like nuclear launch drills where you put you see how close you can put your finger over the button. It's the Cold War. It's the eighties. They're on a nuclear submarine. What they do is uh, Captain Davos, whose name is uh, Zukov, I think. I don't think I got a single character name in this episode. Well, there, yeah, there was, except Piotr, who dies yeah, instantly. There was Zukov oh, and Skaldak, of course. And Skaldak. No, Zukov is his name, but he's Captain Davos. And, I've just uh, got Captain and Lieutenant, and well, that's just what we're gonna do. And, and Professor. <laughs> Oh, I the, refuse to use character names. The seventh, the seventh doctor is in this one. <laughs> we call her just uh, we call her Miss Oswald. Um, yeah, That's, that is a name. Uh huh. Oh shit, fuck. Uh, but yeah, he just like they like arm the missile, and he just like puts his finger right over the button to build audience tension, and then he says, "Okay, drill over." And then his lieutenant is like, "But what if we launch the missiles for real?" And he continues to say that for the rest of the yeah, episode. Be fucked up. He was, don't you ever think about it? <laughs> Don't you ever think about ending the entire world just like as we a laugh? Also, we also meet the professor whose presence on the submarine is never really justified. He was there to prod uh, polar bears with a cattle prod. I don't really know why this this like nuclear submarine was doing like a science expedition to the North Pole. Uh, because they needed to have a funny professor there to sing uh, they to have 80s, a funny professor 80s who, British pop hits. Who, until they said he was a professor, I truly was just assuming he was, like, the janitor. Mm-hmm. He's just wearing, like, a jumpsuit and, like, a beanie. If you played uh, Control, he's kind of an Ati type fellow. He is, he is played by David Warner, the late, great David Warner, who you might know as, that's right, Commander Sark and the Master Control Program from Tron Original. Oh, yeah, Original Tron, not Daft Punk Tron. Not Daft Punk Tron. I did. I I liked him in this episode. I you know I usually I usually funny. like I usually like the actors except when they are Brotadak from Meglos <laughs> Patreon.com slash Potting Bros. You'll never get over that episode. That's one's gonna really. <laughs> that one's really gonna haunt you, huh? Patreon.com slash Potting Bros. One dollar gets you a, a, a relatively short episode <laughs> where we just of us just had no slamming fun. our heads against a wall. We had no fun on that one. Um, the professor I has fun. I just hated the episode. The professor has unearthed some kind of specimen frozen in ice. Uh, uh, he it, says it's probably a mammoth. I could tell because it's it looks like, like a guy. guy. <laughs> it's shaped like a guy, it's, and it's the block of ice is the size of a big guy. It's a, it's I think it might be an there. entire mammoth. I think it's. Is it an elephant or is it a big, large man with Lego hands? No, sorry. Mark Gatiss isn't allowed to ha- let us have fun. They've redesigned the Ice Warriors to look less uh, stupid and I resent him for it immensely. And yeah. also, we'll talk about another thing that the Ice Warrior does in this episode that made me even angrier at Mark. Uh, uh, so then they, uh, for some reason, I couldn't possibly tell you. Fucker's Folly, I guess. Uh, bringing that one back. <laughs> I missed Fucker's Folly. Uh, Fucker's Folly, for anyone who has not been with us for like six years now, uh, is when a character... Uh, does something for literally no reason to nobody, to their own detriment. So, for example, I think you're... We, we invented that phrase. I mean, I invented that phrase to describe myself yeah. sweeping the kitchen when I was, like, running late for the bus. Like, why would I do this? So, Piotr um, has decided that he will, uh, for no reason, it's not explained, he will take a blowtorch to the ice uh, sample that is not a mammoth, it's definitely a guy in there. And he's just like, what if I melt this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He's just like, I'd like, I'd like to see what's in here. I can't what? wait to find out. What? And then the ice. I was thinking. Him. I was thinking after we recorded uh, the episode on in the forest of the night. I was like Clara talking about the doctor leaving them all to die. That was like that was primo perfect fuckers folly. Fuckers folly. That's, um, like, exactly what I mean when I talk about fuckers fault. And then, I don't really know how or why, but for some reason, and maybe I was, like, half paying attention, the ice warrior getting out of the ice, just, like, the submarine starts sinking, and I couldn't really figure out why. Yeah, it's kind of weird, because the ice warrior just starts, like, killing people, I guess. Like, we don't really see, we assume that he kills Pyotr. And then, yeah, the submarine just starts sinking, and not in the way that it's supposed to, in the bad way. No, it's like water is pouring out of it, and it go, it's and going doctor, like, Wee! I do have to, I do have to point out, the doctor and Clara get out of the TARDIS, and he's wearing, like, aviator sunglasses and says, Viva Las Vegas! Yeah, this Mark is a very really fast... loves the Las Vegas era. He's obsessed with the 1950s, the better this time where- second where... episode in a row, written by Mark Gatiss, where they get out of the TARDIS and think, here we are in Las Vegas. And then they look around, and then Clara sees they're on a submarine, and she says, where are we? And more importantly, when are we? Mm-hmm. Uh, and- um, I do have to- this is something, I think I took issue with this in another uh, Mark Gatiss episode. Uh, there's, a, there's a reoccurring theme. I think it was the Idiot's Lantern, which is- the 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 only way that he seems to know to make it, like the doctor be smart is to have everyone around him be really stupid. Yeah. So like the captain of this submarine, who I have to assume is qualified to be a submarine captain, is like he's like, oh, the we need to we need to die. <laughs> the doctor's <laughs> like, no, we need to not die. And the captain's like, oh, I hadn't oh, thought about that. Wow. From your unique perspective. The doctor's like, what's happening is that we are sinking, which means that the pressure is increasing. So we need to find a way to stop sinking. And that means that the pressure will stop increasing. And the captain's like, hmm, I'm prepared to try it. Well, what happens is, uh, is he's like, our downwards, upwards thrusters on our submarine, thrusters is probably the right word, are broken, but our side to side I think they call them uppy downers in Russia. Yeah, but the, but the lefty righties, uh, do work. So if we go lefty righty, maybe we'll not die. And then, uh, Captain Davos is like, but what if we did die? Fuck you. I'm in charge here. But then he doesn't. We also, we also should talk at this point about the lieutenant whose whole deal is I'm an asshole and I want everyone. I want to. I want to have a big. Uh, he's the Metal Gear saw. He's the Metal Gear antagonist where he's just like, here, what if I just here, let me the dukes? Let me summarize his entire character here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of his deal. Um, so they successfully crash the submarine, which is good, uh, and it's what they were trying they to like, do. Well, they, like, put it on, like, a big ocean rock shelf, so they, that they, for the rest right, of the they, episode, they can, just like how last week we got a lot of shots of Maeve's mom on a bike, <laughs> this week we get a lot of shots of, like, uh-oh, they're still on that shelf, watch out, the rock's crumbling, uh-oh. Uh, still here. Uh, uh, the doctor meanwhile they're like being searched by the crew uh the doctor explains the cold war to clara and the captain like confiscates his sonic screwdriver and also like a barbie falls out on uh, of his pocket onto the floor i don't know what that was i guess that's a thing for season seven i guess yeah i have no fucking clue what you're talking about do you remember the barbie i don't remember the barbie it comes up later no, it doesn't like have it doesn't play any role, but it gets like knocked onto the floor, and then later when they find it, he's like, "Oh, there it is." Oh, okay, sure. I legitimately thought that I. Well, I'll talk about it later. Uh, 
So the submarine shakes, uh, Clara falls over and I think hits her head or something, the screwdriver hits the ground, the TARDIS disappears so that they don't have a way off the submarine, how convenient. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the TARDIS disappearing, because it always happens, but they always seem to have a different reason for it, because later he explains why it disappeared, and I just feel like it's always doing he that. Said, he said the TARDIS to get scared and run away and yeah. leave them to die. <laughs> he turned the TARDIS on to, to scaredy mode. So Clara, like, wakes up, and the doctor's, like, arguing with the captain, and the doctor's like, okay, I'm just gonna cut the bullshit, we are time, time travelers. travelers, let's not waste there's our limited a thing, air. There's a thing where, like, Clara, because Clara, like, gives the gate, because obviously they're like, oh, American spies, and Clara's, like, uh, saying, oh, you guys speak sh- such good English, wait, what, am I speaking Russian? Like, which is a very weird thing to say in Russian to a person that you've just appeared on their submarine somehow. I'm going to come back to that in a minute, because I have something to say about that. Uh, yeah. But for now, I want to talk about how I knew that this episode wouldn't be fun, <laughs> is when we hear the Ice Warrior breathing. And it's not doing the And stupid... it's not the funny... <sighs> I... See, I have... I second your sen- uh, sentiment. I knew the episode wasn't going to be fun when I saw it last week. It was written by Mark Gatiss, because um, <laughs> he's bad. But, uh, but... I think that the Ice Warriors not having horrible asthma was an improvement sonically. I love their asthma. No, it's Doctor, so an- it's it's so we annoying. Are going to be evil. No, it's 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 so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. Uh, and we're in the annoying era. <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll say this no. right now. I I don't think I had any problem with Clara this episode. I think this was actually a good Clara episode. Is Clara was fine this week? Yeah, like I kind of liked her this week. Yeah, she's okay. Uh, is is I it was is the uh, I'm still trying to iron these eras out. I feel like annoying era is is kind of flexible. Is, yeah, is it's the, any episode I don't like. <laughs> the annoying ep- – because I feel like in in the broadest terms, annoying era is just everything that uh, Stephen Moffat was in charge of. But right, like, that, it's when he was the showrunner so is the annoying era. the Clara the, – sorry, the Clara kind of falls within its – It's like a, a sub-era of the annoying era. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the Doctor's like, we're time travelers uh, and uh, – Let's let's do talking the, at you. The lieutenant being harumph as a man is really resistant to the idea that they're time travelers, even though he saw the TARDIS materialize in front of his very eyes, I, and he's also I, looking at a giant alien. I think, I think that as a human being on this planet Earth, I would be at least like for a few minutes. I would give myself maybe five minutes to come to grips with the fact that a time traveler has appeared before me. I think my brain would be searching for other other explanations that make a little more sense to my Perhaps, concept. Perhaps, but of I am looking time. at a big alien and a and a TARDIS. That That's a guy in an alien suit that the United States uh, military made. Um, How did they get the TARDIS to appear out of nowhere on my submarine a million miles under the water? Uh, that was they 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 were all on drugs in the air. The, yeah, this is MK Ultra, this is MK Ultra the Ultra U.S. Too. military is Wacky. using a mind ray to turn me gay um but we get a we get a real let me guess there's something right behind me moment when the doctor is talking yeah. and the ice warriors there and then uh the doctor 
he i guess at some point between our, our pretzel journey uh in the last time we saw the ice warriors and this one the doctor has come to greatly respect these uh these horrible uh right he respected dis- the ice warriors for destroying the travel man yeah. <laughs> like he he really respects them as as a people even though they're very he, hostile but uh whatever. he got out of the tardis in the 22nd century and was like damn that's your infrastructure someone should destroy this i wish someone would come along I, and fix this I was really surprised, because uh, I watched this uh, a few days ago, um, so I'm assuming that this is that my notes are accurate. I was really surprised when the Doctor was allowed to say, ah, shit, it's a fucking Ice Warrior. <laughs> uh, you know, the uh, the laws in, in the UK are a little bit less uh, restrictive about what they, they call it, what is it, like, post, post-watershed? I guess when you're underwater, it counts right. as post-watershed. There, it's kind of like international waters. Like he could have like taken sub-watershed. Like, because they filmed this episode underwater, the doctor could have whipped <laughs> his dick out, like, if he wanted to, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't called <laughs> Take for Take that, Scalback! There wasn't really any reason for there to be a nude scene in this episode, so there wasn't one, but, like, they could have done it. It's kind of they an interesting it, thing yeah. about TV. Uh, I don't I just uh, didn't know if you knew that. I did notice that the Doctor was, like, pirating a lot of music the whole time, <laughs> I mean, which was allowed. I mean, uh, they had to take this episode down because you could you could piece together an, an entire uh, track of Hungry Like <laughs> Duran the Wolf. Duran yeah. song. So they, they want, it's like how you can't play more than a yeah it's like if i want to listen to my favorite band so i just turn on a live streamer and listen to them talk over gta music i was surprised you know i i I looked into this a little bit because i didn't want to get my facts wrong i thought it was weird that he was listening to western music on the soviet submarine apparently western music did like make it over to the ussr eventually and i think this is like mid 80s which it sounds like would have been accurate but I don't know. I, I feel like maybe give it on a, a military a, vessel, they might not be super psyched to have people listening. To I give it. I give it a whatever. It's fine. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And I also liked his his little Walkman. That was that was. Yeah, good. I did like his little his little Walkman with his little cassette tape. This little he even know that science exists. <laughs> um. So the, yeah, the doctor says, "Oh shit, it's right behind me." Someone pulls out a gun, and this is where the doctor like tries to deescalate. He's like, "Guys, you need to understand." this ice warrior deserves our respect it's really cool what's your name buddy and the ice warrior says grand marshal skaldak <coughs> yeah then the doctor's like oh my god it's grand marshal skaldak he's so cool we can't kill him he's the best at some point in here we learned that he was frozen for 5000 years i don't i don't remember when that yeah. was but um and then and then before they can like negotiate or whatever before it's pretty good though that yeah. uh it's pretty good though that the uh the TARDIS disappeared not only for the reason of why can't they just get off the submarine but also if the TARDIS was here the doctor would be able to just say I could pop you back five thousand yeah I, well I was th- I was I was thinking about that too but I do kind of feel like taking the uh, most mighty and and powerful uh, ice warrior leader of its time back five thousand years to do more conquest might cause some some big changes well no he's he lies he takes him back to primordial (laughs) earth and detective duggan punches him in the head and kills him (laughs) i was thinking he takes him back to uh primordial earth where uh the racist time traveler clasco uh is racist at him uh anyway so yeah the doctor is like oh my god this is the grandest of all marshals of all time and then uh uh-oh someone 
zaps him with a cattle prod from behind, and the doctor's like, "You idiot! That that's the sovereign of the Tharsisian Thar- caste, the vanquisher of the Phobos heresy." The greatest hero the proud Martian race has ever produced. I have to say, I know that there's they're kind of doing a thing that's like, hey, who are we to say that their culture is wrong? But it did feel very weird that the Doctor was like kind of fash in this part where he's just like, the the Ice Warriors are like a very powerful like military empire. And that's really cool for them. <laughs> I mean, you know, the doctor is accepting and, and he, he's, the, do- the doctor is a, he's a, he's a well-traveled man. He's, uh, he embraces and accepts new ideas where he finds them. So, uh, in order to respect a culture of fascism, he has to adopt their fascist beliefs and think that, you know, strength through might and all that is really cool. Right. That's a, you know, it's a legitimate strategy in Disco Elysium. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he does. I I did th- I did kind of think it was funny. Like I guess I don't know the full extent of the relationship between the Doctor and and the Ice Warriors, but like he's racist against Daleks. We know this. We know he's racist against Cybermen. He famously did genocide against he did, them a couple he times. Did, he did like turbo genocide. But for some reason, the Ice Warriors. Uh, he's he's cool with. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's he's because cool with the ice warriors. Uh, oh my but, uh, god! But what unfortunately, the hell just happened. Unfortunately, ice types are weak to electric types in this one. Uh, I don't know if that's right, but let's pretend it is. And uh, and I do like that the Grand Marshal Skaldak is uh, just immediately incapacitated by a cattle prod, just like out, dead, gone. I don't and know why they didn't just try turning the heat up a little bit. <laughs> Well, they forgot, he forgot about that one. Um, and then they, uh, they chain him up in. This, oh, this is where he finds out he's been frozen yeah. for 5,000 years. I don't, I don't really remember how it's established that they know that, but. Then we cut to like the doctor talking to Captain Davos. Um, and he says like, Captain, uh, Captain, this Skaldak guy was so fucking cool that even his enemies gave themselves like, honorary stick and pokes they like yeah, carved they their names into his carved nope. <laughs> i got i got killed by by uh skaldak and all i got was this really cool scar yeah you misspoke so i do want to clarify they would carve his name yeah, they would into carve, their flesh they'd be like fuck yeah skaldak got me i do want to know what exactly like how that played out they're like in a bunker and he's like marching across the battlefield and they're like oh fuck skaldak's coming out get him get come on or is he like actively killing them he's like strangling them (laughs) does he give them them a second to do it is he like he's like well i won't turn down a request from a fan (laughs) can you sign me can i have have your your autograph And then we see Skaldak press the uh the phone home button on his armor. Yeah. Uh who knows, maybe they'll show up. Uh then we cut The back doctor to- does also he gives like a very exasperated like quick crash course in Ice Warriors in which he mentions also their armor has one very notable vulnerability which is that they're very uh weak against cattle prods and that was bad luck for him. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, he did. He, I think he literally said something like, "I don't know why they never fixed that" or something like that. It's right? So he stupid. does. He does. He's like, I'm surprised that they they didn't fix that in the five thousand years since I've last seen them or whatever. Uh, then we get more lieutenant hostility. Uh, he says they're spies. Yes, he says, this I is the part. La- where... I want to launch those nukes so bad. I'm so wet for it. 
Speaking of wet, hard, sorry, 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 sorry. This is a very wet episode, and I, if you're if you haven't seen it, um, uh, you know we don't really encourage people to watch along. Though it is fun to do so. Uh, but everybody never really discouraged it. Everybody is wet. Everybody's wet in this episode. Everybody's soaked. They get wetter as the episode goes on. I just need to make sure that you know that they're all saturated fully. Yes. Um. I do want to say, because this is the part where, where the lieutenant is like, they're clearly spies. And Clara's like, how could we be spies? I don't even speak Russian. And the doctor's like, oh, Clara, um, I didn't, I didn't want to have to explain this right now, but the TARDIS is translating everything. So they're hearing Russian. And that was hearing. really, uh, really embarrassing when Clara told an incredibly off color joke about Russian people to the doctor. Uh, hey. Yeah. Um, how the TARDIS, is on we find out later that it's literally on the opposite side of the planet from them. It like it like project, That's a long-range translation matrix, huh? Yeah, it's a babblefish, it's fine whatever. I I I've watched enough sci-fi that I I don't care about it. Whatever. They can talk. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Let it let it let uh, it live. So basically here's what's going on. The professor believes the doctor the captain's not really sure, and the lieutenant goes, <clears throat> uh, so I'm the doctor those says, nukes. the doctor tells the lieutenant, the top priority right now is staying alive, and the lieutenant goes, <clears throat> I didn't think it would be. So, uh, so the, the lieutenant goes to, like, coordinate repairs, uh, the doctor tells the captain, uh, he says, like, in, in the eyes of the Ice Warriors, if you attack one of them, you attack all of them. You've basically just declared war on all Ice Warriors. Oops. Though we don't, we don't know how many, we don't know how many, uh, Ice Warriors. I mean, we don't know are. that there are any left. Yeah, exactly. There could be. Even though we definitely do, because they will exist in the 22nd century. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> Maybe those ones were also frozen in ice and they didn't exist right now. Yeah. Uh, and the doctor hears coming through the professor's headphones, uh, Skaldak's distress signal. And he says, uh-oh. It sounds a lot like Duran Duran. <laughs> is it, it possible? It sounds like Duran Duran, but with some clicking. Is it possible that Duran Duran was sort of created by the Ice Warriors to be a secret uh, distress signal for them to use? I'm trapped on a sub. I'm under the sea. I'm having no fun. <laughs> um, so they, uh, yeah, the doctor's now freaked out because the uh, the ice warriors are pr- are possibly on their way to destroy the Earth. Um, and then the doctor he says, says, "Can I talk to Skaldak?" And the captain says, "You're too important. We can't risk losing you." Uh, but the doctor says, well, I don't trust any of you to talk to him. And the and the captain says, well, I don't want to risk losing you. And Clara says, I got an award to earn today. I want to get the, she says, I want to get the medal today. I want to get the. She does get a Sarah Jane award for initiative. I, hmm, maybe. Because here's one. I give her one. I think she definitely took initiative. I think she's, I think she actively talks to the doctor asking for it. Actually, she, uh, she, she there's a couple scenes in this where she's like, can I have the Sarah Jane companion initiative award? (laughs) She really wants it. Actually, I will say she does, if she doesn't earn it now, she definitely earns it later when she, uh, talks, talks, uh, Skaldak out of it. Skaldak, Skaldak? Skaldak. She like talks him down. But anyway. She says, I'll do it. And then the doctor says, okay, you can do it, but also I'm going to make you wear a headset so that Skaldak can very clearly, obviously see that I'm telling you exactly what to say. Um, 
So she you does might just think that's what human heads are shaped like. <laughs> so she does that. He uh, he tells her to do the to do the salute, which I did uh, note that he said cool as fuck salute. Um, that I yeah, love. I, he did say that he was allowed. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she says various honor words at Skaldak, and Skaldak is kind of. Uh, offended that he's like speaking through an intermediary when he's like, I know that I'm just talking to the doctor right now. And then he um, says, he says, one thing you got to know about me, I may be the mightiest warrior of all, of all of, uh, of the ice warriors. I may have conquered millions or billions or whatever, but also I'm a dad. And I'm, that's a, that's something you might need to know about me later. I, I have a, I have yeah. a dead daughter. Yeah. Um, he says 5,000 years ago, I was on a ship serving alongside my daughter who is definitely dead we were singing songs of the red snow or whatever this and this I, part i this th- part that was a line that i didn't write down at the time and i came back to write it down this later this part made me think oh mark you've watched star trek you're thinking about the klingons right now this is so klingon of him to be like we sang we're thinking about the klingons we sang the, the great songs on our ship and we drank and the- i'm hungry like the wolf <laughs> Do you know that Klingon uh, Klingon opera is a popular music genre in the world of Star Trek? It's pretty cool. Also, one more one more funny Star Trek fact for for the Star Trek un, Star Trek uninitiated um, is that in the future of outer space, they don't drink coffee, they don't drink cappuccinos, they drink raccadaginos, which are which is Klingon <laughs> coffee that has a very okay. similar name to an Italian coffee beverage. Anyway, are the Klingons my- Italian? No, Klingons are kind of supposed to be like a mix of like Japanese samurai and uh and like I don't know, like pirate and viking and some other like uh problematic uh racial stereotypes, but you know, that's and neither Italians. here nor there. And Italian. They're very Italian. Uh, anyway, the doctor goes fascist <laughs> mode again and he's like, "Don't worry, Skaldak. Mars will rise again." <laughs> Why does he want that? This is the thing is that, like... He loves the Ice Warriors. We know the Ice Warriors come for Earth, like, all the time, right? Is that not, like, the thing? Are they not genuinely the closest uh, and most constant threat that the Earth has since they're literally within our solar system? Why does he want this? Why is he like, I will help Mars grow strong and... Don't, don't forget, better. the 11th Doctor is way older than right. most of the other Doctors we've Did he, met. Was, he the, was it like the Sea Devils? Did they chill out at some point? Yeah, it's, it's so, no, at some point during the, like, thousand years that he was just vibing, he, like, went to Mars in the past and, like, served in the military. <laughs> <laughs> he was like... Damn, this shit rocks. I love damn, the aesthetics of it. They're so... They have such cool uniforms get me a set of that <laughs> armor cool please. uniforms damn i love that and i like the funny way they breathe <laughs> do you think that when he was serving on the ice warrior uh turbo fascist death army uh did he like mimic the breath or did did they say that was a little uh tasteless of him for trying I think that, that I think he tried, and they probably were like, "Hey!" And he made like a quirky face. He made like, a quirky Whoa, face, and they said, for trying. "He said, okay, I'll go back to working the uh, the, the 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 flesh grinder uh, for all of our <laughs> for all of our victims now, cranking it, bones snapping, people <laughs> screaming in agony." God, I love the uniform. It's so cool. Speaking what, of uniforms, what a vibrant culture. Speaking of uniforms, this is my biggest uh, Mark Gatiss fucking retire. You coward, you fool, I hate you. Is the part where Clara is like, she takes off her headset and she's like, walks up and then she she's like, something's not right. And then she opens up the armor and apparently ice warriors can just get out. 
They can just get out of their body. Mark, you fuck. The fuck is wrong with you? He was like, "That's true." I didn't really think about it. Yeah, I didn't really like, think about the fact that the whole every part of it that we see is armor. Apparently, he was like, "Oh, these we can see like the fleshy face." He's like, "These ice warriors suck. Their bodies are so dumb looking, and they're so, they're like some kind of cheesy nineteen uh, sixties sci fi creatures. We can't have that. We need them to get out of their body and become alien from Alien, and like creep and scrape around the ship and kill people. Like, by yeah, hanging. I didn't really think about it because yeah, when she's talking to him, She's not like, wait, where is the guy in the armor? Because they become like, they don't just like get out and they're nude. They get out and they're like slender and long and fast. They're like, you can't just decide, Mark, Mark, you can't just decide. I don't like what the way that the alien from the 1960s looks. So what if I made it that the alien is actually in an alien costume that he can take off and become scary? Fuck you. That is, that is, that is very strange. I hadn't really thought about that. this is the, that's what I kind of love about Dr. If a Krogan like, popped open and a little, a little guy came out, <laughs> a little slime, a little, a little out Solari- and was like, I'm the guy that's in the Krogan. A little Solarian came out and that was the twist. They were, <laughs> uh, no, but it's like, that's kind of something I love about Doctor Who is that they've, they're stuck with them. Like they're, they can't change the Daleks now. They can't change the Cybermen. They will always have to look like that. And so the show embraces it and that, and it's better off for it. You can't just decide. I don't like the Lego hands. I don't like the funny, big, chunky, chunky Power Rangers costume. What if he became alien? Fuck you, Mark. Yeah, it's like if if a Cyberman popped open and, and like a hot, cool, sleek a hot, robot got out. It's a hot Cyberman that fucks his. The in there. Silver Surfer just pops <laughs> out of the Cyberman and it's like, I'm here to fuck. <laughs> this is we can we. I'm always, tired of looking like I'm from we, the fifties. And also, and also, when he gets out and he's so hot and he's got a huge bulge, he climbs out and he says, "We always were able to do this. We just never did it on screen." <laughs> this is what we always looked like we on the inside. Fuck you, Mark. And yeah, but. The doctor's like a Dalek like, gets out of the Dalek shell, and it's just like a ripped hunky dude. It's like <laughs> this is what we normally look like. <laughs> this is that's my. This best is one. how we really sound. That's the best thing about the Daleks is that we already knew that they were like slimy tentacle guys in there. They can't. They can't. I mean, unless the slimy tentacle guy like opened up and then a cool dude came out like you see the way that it works is that the slimy tentacle guy is actually an interface we shrink ourselves down and get inside (laughs) the slimy tentacle guy which gets inside the shell but the truth is this is what the daleks have always looked like we really are so cool in here you just gotta believe me but then when (laughs) when clara like says hey doctor he got out of his suit that's then he says oh no that's so, this is, that actually when they get out of their stupid costume, it makes them even more dangerous. Uh, now they become the alien from that alien. was so funny because he's like i think he says like oh the for an ice warrior like abandoning its armor is like the greatest shame but also the it makes them way stronger but also there's so much they've taken off their training weights right. gonna, he's gonna i think that when skaldak like he's hiding somewhere in the room this is the other thing is that he can just like I guess he could just, like, slurp his way into, like, no, a crevice this is a, or whatever. He's, he's alien now. He's just, like, coming out of the walls in the vent. He's dead space, and he's just It's coming. a shame that all of the ceilings on the submarine are, like, encased in shadow. Uh-huh. But, yeah, Skaldak is just, like, invisible, like, creeping in the shadows, and he's just like, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that he's just, like... 
I think this episode tries to be scary, but unlike, you know, this is a show that's, that's intended for, for like 12 year olds to watch. So they can't show Skaldak tearing people limb from limb. So all we see is his like yucky, skinny little hands, like grabbing onto people's heads. And then you got to use your imagination for what he does next. But I just, this is what the, the, in uh the forest of the night review that was like, this episode is neither fun nor interesting nor scary. That, that should have been this episode episode so much because that episode was both fun and interesting. It wasn't scary. It was just about trees. That wasn't scary. Uh, so yeah, uh, this part's really weird, is that after Skaldak says, I'm gonna fuck you guys up so bad just because I'm pissed off, I guess, uh, for basically no reason, uh, Fucker's Folly once again. Captain, and with no consequence. Captain Davros just, like, points his gun at the doctor's Wait, head. Wait, that's for- Davros? Yes, that's- not Davros, sorry, Captain Davos. <laughs> Davros. Damn, we're really playing fast and loose with the Davos. His head week. becomes so big, and he becomes a fucked up dude in a chair, and he's got an ugly, weird face. But no, it's Captain Davos, points his gun at the Doctor for fuckers' folly reasons. I don't know why he did this. And the Doctor's just like, stop pointing your gun at and me. And he's like, right, and the I don't know why, like, oh, sorry. I don't know why I did that. And they just they just move on. Listen, like, the doctor doesn't even really address the fact that there's a gun pointed at him. He's just like, I've never seen an Ice Warrior leave its armor before. <laughs> and the captain's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> they just move on. For the rest of the episode... I don't uh, know why he pointed the gun at the doctor. For the rest of the episode, there will be sounds of, like, skittering and skeetering and cr- crinkling and crackling that are either Crinking from the, and, and from the submarine sinking or from Skaldak getting nasty up there. Uh, this is the part where Clara, like, runs up to the doctor and it's like, do I get the Sarah Jane Award for Companion <laughs> Initiative? <laughs> he pins it right on her. And then, uh, and then the professor's Duran Duran, um, their hit song, I'm an Ice Warrior, Come Get Me Now, stops playing, <laughs> and the doctor's like, oh no, there are no more Ice Warriors. Skaldak is pissed and he's just gonna take it out on, he's, <laughs> there's nothing more dangerous than an Ice Warrior with nothing to lose and everything to prove. I will say, I feel like this doesn't really change anything for them, because one of them is like, oh, the distress signal stopped and there's been no response. That's good, they're not coming. But the doctor's like, okay, but you know that the Ice Warrior still wants to kill us, right? But we see what the, yeah. And this is where, again, fuckers folly, Mark Gatiss only knows how to make the doctor seem smart by having everyone else be really stupid around him. The captain is like... Uh, well, I don't see why it would be bad for Skaldak, the Ice Warrior Grand Marshal, most dangerous Ice Warrior of all time, to have the run of a submarine full of nuclear missiles. And and the Doctor's like, no, it would be bad if he did. And the Captain's like, oh, oh shit. you're right. Oh no, I didn't think of it that way. And then we cut back to uh, we cut back to the lieutenant. Um, uh, lieutenant, I want to launch him so bad. Uh, it's a very long name. Russian is a complicated language. Uh, and he, and then he gets grabbed by the Skaldak nasty hands on his head. Um, okay, I, I did have to take issue with the lieutenant in this scene as he's, he's like patching up a hole in the submarine. He knows that Skaldak is out and about and he hears like a creaking noise and he goes, who's there? And there's like, there's like a, like around him and he's like, who's there? And I'm like, man. You fucking know who's there. <laughs> Does he know? He doesn't know that Skaldak is fully nude. I guess... I guess he doesn't. Fair enough. Okay, uh, fine. Moving on. Uh, they gotta fix... Yeah, he gets he gets grabbed from the ceiling, and we assume that he's gonna be dead, but he's not yet. Uh, yet? Haha. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, the captain like addresses the crew. He's like, we're the only thing standing between this creature and global destruction because I did. I it has been pointed out to me that we do have nukes, and that's not good. I for, was uh, I I, I checked. I consulted my Russian captain's handbook. I opened it up to page one. It says launch nukes equals bad, and then page two says if we launch our nukes, funny. I had it underlined. <laughs> If we launch our new, it's like that. I I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the uh the fucking scene from Breaking Bad where Walter White makes a T chart to weigh the pros and cons of killing a man, and he writes Judeo Christian values. It's the moral thing to do on one side, and on the other side he writes he'll kill your entire family if you let him go. But anyway, this is like he's making a T chart that's like launch the nukes, don't launch the nukes, and he just underlines compl- uh, like global annihilation and under lines it twice he look he looks over to the pro side and it's like hmm his lieutenant wrote it'd be so badass <laughs> it'd be so badass i i love it uh so the what happens the the lieutenant is still grabbed by skaldak hey and i want to like, te- let's team hey, up i'm a nasty piece of let's shit team, just up. Like you. <laughs> team up time Let's launch these fucking nukes. It'll be so cool. Yeah, he cool. literally is like, hey, can we work together? Can I would like to launch the, enti- the nukes. Can we destroy the entire world for no reason? This is ridiculous because Skaldak is like, why do you have the nukes if you're not using them? And and the lieutenant is like, well, this is a cold war. Like, both sides have nukes. We're both just kind of waiting to see what happens. And Skaldak is like, mutually assured destruction, eh? I'll assure your mutual destruction. And the lieutenant's like, cool. Cool. I love my country, and I love it so much that I want to I want to blow it up. <laughs> so that basically becomes Skaldak's plan. And he's like, I'm going to fire a nuke, and it's going to set everything off, and you're going to all kill each other. And then I win. Just ha, out of my spite. Revenge. Just out of spite. Because they, because they zapped him. Which, you know. And then Clara says the same thing that she said to Capaldi on the previous episode that we watched, which is like... But I remember living in a world where this didn't happen, so we're going to be fine, right? And the doctor's like, that's not how it, it works. It would be so like, funny oh, if that was just every episode was just like, was just like, but doctor, we're in the past. How can there be stakes? Oh, it won't there be. Are. There are. Oh, no. no. No, no, no. The other way around. Don't worry, Clara. There's no stakes because we know this didn't happen. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be fine. It'll work itself out. This was a weird part where Clara, like, sort of flippantly calls the Ice Warrior's armor the shell suit, and the Doctor is like, Clara, those uniforms are so cool. <laughs> he loves them! He wants to, he is, he is literally right now thinking, could I, could I get away with getting in that thing and, and wearing it? <laughs> he, he wants to so bad. This is the part where the Professor finds the sonic screwdriver and the Barbie on the ground, and the doctor takes specifically the Barbie he's really excited to have back. And he's like, oh, professor, I could kiss you. And, and the professor goes, huh, if you insist. And the doctor says, hmm, later. He says, he says. Finally, a romance I can get behind uh-huh. on Doctor Who. He, uh, I feel like I got an alternate cut of this episode because I guess I was just like looking away at precisely every second a Barbie showed up on screen. I've There's, no... I think it's literally two shots. He drops the Barbie and he's given the Barbie Did you... back. <laughs> It's the rule of well, the rule of twos, and then there's the part at the end where the ice warrior shoots him, and it and he hits, he pulls the Barbie out of his shirt, and he's bullet bullet it. Uh, but actually, and then he's you- running really fast like Sonic, and he bumps into some spikes, and Barbies fly out of him. <laughs> I do want to say because I missed the Barbie at first, I had to go back to see because I I saw the professor give it to the doctor, and I was like, where did that come from? So, so you yeah, rewatched I, I, the episode five times just to make I sure. Like, no. 
I did go back and I I did confirm that the doctor drops it uh, when the submarine did shakes you, in the first place. See, I'm but, I'm actually remembering now. I did watch the episode and I did remember seeing the Barbie and it had a note attached to it said to Doctor from Eye Patch Lady. Thank you for saving me from <laughs> Grebulon Five. What I was gonna say was before I went back and confirmed that he dropped the Barbie earlier in the episode. I legitimately was like. Are we going to find out later that the TARDIS activated some kind of emergency Barbie-fication <laughs> transformation? Is and it it's possible like, that the Barbie, like, he drops Barbie and the scientist is like, a humanoid-shaped woman doll? Now this is an idea that will make me a fortune. And then they go back to the future <laughs> and Barbie is like Barbanovsky and it's like a Russian toy now. And it's and it's just like everything's a little bit different in the future. I think that Barbie might be already, in the episode after this. I think Barbie already exists. No, the episode after this is they all get ghosted. We saw oh, that. Oh, God. That looked boring <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I thought at first that we were going to find out that the TARDIS turned into a Barbie, but that's not what it was. He, he does just have a I mean, Barbie. I you know that really the TARDIS is a very beautiful woman, so. True. And we've heard her talk finally. Um, we get meanwhile, scene, two, yeah. two oh, sailors yeah. go looking for the lieutenant and the ice I'm warrior, so glad I'm two, I'm, I'm two, 25 minutes away from retirement. And my my six wives and my <laughs> seven are. my seven wives and my eight husbands and my nine hundred kids are waiting for me for my retirement party. <laughs> I'm so happy. It would be so tragic <laughs> so if I died now. <laughs> ah, my mom just got out of the hospital and she said she can't wait to see me. My mom just got out of the hospital and my sister just went into the hospital. So we're everyone gonna kind in of... my family just got out of and went into the hospital and they can't wait to see me. <laughs> <laughs> And my dog uh, will recognize me, and it'll do a viral video when it sees me come home. <laughs> Heartwarming. This Heartwarming. dog. This <laughs> I dog. Hope I don't die. This dog reacts beautifully to soldiers' uh, systematically dismembered remains. Oh Beautiful. no! Don't try not to cry. But first, uh, uh, Clara asks the professor what the cattle prod is for. He says, "Remember our famous expedition that was mentioned once? We used the cattle prod to keep polar bears away from us." And she says, oh, okay, well, that explains why you're on the submarine then. And this is where the alarm starts going off. The uh uh-oh, an ice warrior has killed the lieutenant alarm. And the professor says, I like to sing songs to keep my spirits up. Do you know Hungry Like the Wolf? And Clara says, I will never sing by the end of the episode. And I wrote in my notes, Clara will will never never sing sing. by the end of the episode. She'll never sing Hungry Like the Wolf. She told me that she wouldn't, so I figured she definitely wouldn't. They couldn't clear it, unfortunately. Uh, the, the, the doctor, like, is this where he, like, goes off to, no, I think he's still go, here for go this, off, but king, go off, king. He goes off. I, I like this part where, uh, where the professor, this is, like, the only good part in the episode where the professor is, like, answer the goddamn question. <laughs> Do you know Hungry Like the Wolf? And she's like, yes, I know it. I, I, I've sung it at karaoke on the odd hen night. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Never before. He says something like, you speak really good Russian, but sometimes the words you say just mean absolutely nothing That was pretty funny. Never before have I, uh, have I considered, uh, British English to be a different language more than the time I was watching What I Lie to You and somebody used the phrase lackluster Hindu. Yes, uh, that was, what's his name, Mickey Flanagan or whatever. Uh-huh. It was like, I livened up a lackluster Hindu and not, I'm like, that's not, huh? Huh? Yeah, from the professor's perspective and ours watching that What I Lie to You segment, we both interpreted that as... That's, like, I understand completely uh, what the professor was feeling in that in that time. 
A, uh, a boring party with chickens. Ap- apologies to our British listeners. Yes, I know what it means. <laughs> we have different words. I have we since have, learned. We have different God, words I can't remember for what sometimes. I, was, I can't remember what I was watching or listening to where they were talking about like, oh God, it's like a Hindu with the L plates. And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> did I just have a stroke? <laughs> oh, every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's like how nobody... In the, no, uh, language scholar or anybody could ever manage to explain the complexities of what it means for something to be cheeky to me. I will never understand. It means too I many things. Cheeky. I don't get it. Uh, if you're a British listener, uh, message us at least twice to r- explain to me th- these. By the <laughs> I way, interpret by the cheeky way, as by like the way, a little, a little snarky. It's a little, it's a little sassy and a little mischievous, but it can also mean like, it can also mean like, I'm gonna have a little cheeky salad. What does that mean? Nobody understands. It's too complicated for me. I'm not British. Uh, was there a clever in this episode? Did their clever count stay firmly I don't at think zero? Did say clever in this? I episode. think. I mean, it was. I think that we did hear about the doctor well, talking Russian. about the doctor did talk about the ice warriors' uh, clever ethnic cleansing policies. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, we're talking about how uh, how sometimes you hear British slang and it's unintelligible if you're an American. I imagine that's how anyone feels listening to this podcast who hasn't listened right. to Jurgen. They're and like, Kyle what do they? What the fuck do they mean when they talk about uh, like Mark Molina uh, or like age like a uh, fucking mother daughter dance? Uh, right. We're like, oh my god, he's got such fuckers folly. It's sort of like the condom incident when they were playing uh, Taylor <laughs> Swift at the mother daughter dance. This is like. One of my favorite uh, tweets of all time that's like... The beach is back, baby. That One Yar. of my favorite <laughs> tweets of all time that's like how couples argue in 2020. And it's like, those are my dipping mustards. Go off, but okay. This is a normal <laughs> world. <laughs> anyway, uh, the professor did just give, uh, take all of Clara's dipping mustards. Normal Yeah, world. also, by the way, the professor and the doctor never did kiss in this episode. They didn't kiss. I, I mean, you know, Moffat and Gata, uh, Gatiss are uh, famous queer baiters. Uh, they love to do it. Just watch Sherlock. Uh, I won't. Um, it, is, it is weird because he is gay. Mar- Mark Gatiss is? Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't want that to be on television. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some psychology going on There's, there. I mean, yeah, please. I mean, don't watch Sherlock, but like... You'll, you'll, it will confuse you if you do. It's a very strange. Because you're not smart enough. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to understand why they were so adamant on, like, tricking their viewers into making them think that characters were gay when they weren't. You know what's funny? Because I did watch the first season of Sherlock, like, after all the fandom stuff died down, mm-hmm. uh, at least that I could see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I, I, I think it might have been, like, it, it would have been like 2018, Years 19, ago. I want to say. Sorry, that that's way, way more recent. That's not the numbers that I meant to say. 2013 like, f- or 14, I want to say. I feel like 2013 was when the show was coming out. Is that right? No, that can't be right. It was coming out when I was in high school. All right. Because that's like Tumblr, like uh, 2010. Okay, so. It started yeah. airing in 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I so think you were, the fourth so, season so, had so not what come you're out saying yet. is you were waiting for Homestuck to update, so you decided to give Sherlock a try. <laughs> That's right. I famously like her, uh, Homestuck a lot. Um, Homestuck. I was going to say Herlock. Um, but anyway, I watched the first season because weirdly enough, our older brother watched it and was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. And I was like, really? But I watched the first season, which is three movies, and I was like, oh. 
they are gay. It really like that's the thing is they really want you to think it, but then but then I thought a- I thought the wacky fandom was being no, silly, no, no, but no, I no, watched no. the first season and I was like, oh no, they are gay. No, yeah, and then but then what happens is then uh, they 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 are not, and then uh, and then one Watson, of them gets Watson gets, gets straight cool, married, straight married, and then and then the and really then they, cool they part they flip off the camera and say, yeah, <laughs> the really thought we cool were gay idiots. It's the part when Stephen Moffat. Basically, all but appears on the television and laughs at you for for thinking the characters were gay and calls you an idiot and then makes fun. Meanwhile, of Mark Gatiss's husband is watching this right. like, "Hey, Mark!" And then, and then, and then, sorry. And then, and then he says, "Oh, do you want gay representation?" Okay. And then Moriarty shows up and he goes, "Oh, I'm gay and evil and I'm so horny for men and I isn't that fucked up and scary of me for that? Isn't it so scary? Look, I'm gonna touch one of my henchmen's." But <laughs> does he do that? Yes, That's and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he like he has like Sherlock at gunpoint, and he's like, look at my henchmen, they're so hot. I'm so I'm so gay, and isn't that really cool? What a Scary. weird show. Very weird show by two. Very I wish I was smart enough to understand. <laughs> by um, two very weird men. Uh, yeah, I never went back for more after the first season. I thought it was pretty good at the time. I didn't think it was amazing, but <laughs> I feel like is I'm season not missing one, out. Is season the one? Season one doesn't have the episode where Sherlock uh, fights the Taliban with a big sword, right? <sighs> I don't remember. It might have. There was like a museum heist or something. Did you see the one with Irene Adler, the bisexual dominatrix? I remember uh, so little. Okay, I remember. I remember the first episode where it was like the 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 study in pink or whatever. Okay. Probably, I think season two is probably the one with this. And I think I remember it. a confrontation with Moriarty at like a public pool. Yeah, that's the one where he. I think that's the one where he goes, "Oh, I'm so I'm so horny." Was there? There was like a. I think there was like a guy. Like the villain was like he had like weird gambler brain or something. Uh, yeah, that's actually based on, uh, Sherlock, the, the study in Scarlet, uh, at the end, he does like the take, take, we'll take each take a pill. And if you take the wrong, like one of them yeah, is kills yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's from Sherlock Holmes. Anyway. Yeah. Watching, watching three episodes of Sherlock, which is three movies. That uh, makes you, it, it did make me get into playing the Sherlock Holmes video games, which are pretty fucking good. They're pretty good games. I, I actually, uh, I've always just, I kind of like the stories. I think they're fun. Anyways, we're yeah. so off topic here. That's because this episode is boring as fuck. <laughs> no, but it's funny to talk about because it's funny uh, how it becomes alien for a little bit. It does become very bad alien for a little bit. It becomes bit. alien, but like the least interesting and not at all scary version uh, because it is right. For so kids. aliens. So like, so like the one that I watched by accident, thinking it was alien. So there's a part after this after they talk about uh, they talk about hungry like the wolf. Do you think this means anything? Bad wolf. It's impossible. What does it mean? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Shut up. Um, but uh. They then find the off-screen remains of a guy, and they also well, talk first, about how we fucked do up get a is. scene first with the two sailors looking around, and they're like, "It sure would be nuts if we got killed by the alien, wouldn't it?" Let me turn my back and look at a different. Did we already thing talk about you... that with the guy? Hey, buddy, yeah. you still there? Yeah, we already talked about that. The guy, the guy who says, "I'm going to go home to my my 15 wives and my 17 husbands," and yeah. I love it. Uh, the doctor and friends hear the men screaming, and they go running for them. And there's you, an uh, is there is there is there uh, is there some kind of uh, like onomatopoeia you would use to describe their screams of pain and agony the, uh, when they get grabbed and got some some kind of uh, some kind of two syllable uh, like way of oh like kind of like a gagu kind of like a gagu maybe 
Uh, I don't know if the ga- the Gaku feels like a little bit lesser than getting ripped apart. <laughs> I would definitely, if I was being ripped apart, I would use my last ounce of strength just to make sure I go out with a Gaku. Just for, I just, feel for like the Gaku, just for the brand. I feel like the Gaku implies bumbling. <laughs> the Gaku implies like being like uh, being. Hit I think with- the Tom Foss on Kylex Y was really bumbling as he was being tortured. <laughs> I feel like you're. I think you're right. I think you only really say Gaku if, for example, you are being hit by a beam that immediately takes effect. Right, or like if you're dangling from a rock climbing wall by one arm and right. then your other arm explodes. <laughs> Nobody knows why that arm exploded. <laughs> Nobody knows. Okay. You need to rewatch Kylex Y. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so they go. Okay, I want to talk about this. They find this pile of body parts. They don't on... find a pile of body parts. They find an off screen pile of body parts. But right, then, we don't see it. Then but they, they, the doctor is like, he's being forensic. He's taking is, them apart to again, learn more about his enemies. He's such a stan. Because yeah, the the professor is like, this is brutal. This is horrible. Uh, what, the what doctor's like, no, this no, is no, really no, this smart. Is sick. This is really smart. I would do this. He learned. He learned that if you tear people limb from limb, they die. Wow. But okay, what I want to talk about here is that Clara is like kind of just looking at the floor where the body parts are that we can't see, just sort of blank expression. And then she'll say later that she didn't like it. Right, in the next scene, like, I was like, wow, she's pretty chill about this. And then in the next scene, this is where the doctor, like, leaves Clara and the professor while he looks in a different room. You definitely want to split up at a time like this. And Clara is, like, pacing nervously. And the doctor, I didn't like the to see the pile of arms and legs. Right, the professor's like, what's the matter? And she's like, well, this was all so fun. I was so proud of myself for getting the Sarah Jane Award when I talked to the Ice Warrior. But then I saw those body parts and everything got so real so fast. And I was like... I don't like, I don't respect Clara for, for that mindset. Right, I don't, I don't think that I don't like that, that she she's... makes sense. I don't think that, that they really communicated that she was, like, intensely, deeply shaken by seeing a pile of body parts on the floor. I don't like the fact that Clara is, like, in her own little fantasy world, where she doesn't think that anything that she's doing is, like, real until, but also, it's not like she hasn't seen people get horribly killed, it's just that usually... Uh, I can't remember the, uh, the name of Strax. What's that guy's name? Yeah. Usually Strax, Strax just shows up to mix up their genders and then bring them back to life. He does it random style, though. <laughs> that was a different Clara, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Like, I, I think that this could have worked better if they just sold it more when she sees the body parts. If she was like, oh my god. Yeah. It's weird that she just sees them and she's just like, whoa. She's just like, huh. I'm really shaken by that. Yeah. Uh, then and I, I, I feel like Jenna Louise Coleman can act. I think like she's done more acting. She's than able, this. she's able to act, but she, but I guess they didn't want us to be scared by the idea that someone would be freaked out by a pile of gore. <laughs> um, then uh, the professor uh, asks if she's really from the future. Did Ultravox split up? Um, yeah, well, he's he's kind of trying to cheer her up. Yeah, and he's trying to be funny. I'd, oh, also, in the middle of this, we cut to the doctor in the other room. He finds the dead lieutenant who is also out of focus off screen, and he opens a wallet and finds a picture of his daughter covered in blood, and he's like, wow. His 15 daughters and his 17 sons. Uh, um, th- but the- then, yeah, so the professor is like, please, are you from the future? I need you to tell me. She's like, I can't, I can't. He's like, do Ultravox split up? And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Thank you for breaking the tension. And she thanks him by briefly shining her flashlight directly into his face. <laughs> it's a it's a gesture of respect where she comes from. 
it looked because she's like, oh, you and she like gestures with it. And I don't think that she was supposed to do that because David Warner kind of had a look of like, Jesus Christ. for a split second. Was it was it Bradley's tack light? Did she did she confiscate it before she? Had- yeah, she's like, Bradley, I'm going off on an adventure. Can I have your tack Can I shine? Light? Can I shine a 9000 lumen flashlight into this man's eyeballs? Poor Bradley. His teachers just keep keep commandeering his tack light. He loves but I mean, this is the trouble when you get tactical at school and shit hits the fan, your teachers are going to need your tactical gear. Does Bradley bring, he doesn't bring his backpack to school. He brings his bug out bag. He's an EDC. He brings brings his tack pack. No, he's an EDC. He's got his little, he's got his tack light. He's got his uh, two different kinds of knives. His, his, uh, his wallet, his, no, sorry, sorry. Not a wallet. He doesn't carry. He carries a money clip, like a minimalist uh, money clip. It's a minimalist uh, money clip, but it's made of, like, bulletproof material. Right? <laughs> Just in case someone tries to shoot your money. That that weird brand of, like, I, I like to think that I'm minimalist, and the way that I express my minimalism is by buying lots of little trinkets that are also, like, really strong. <laughs> I, sorry, uh, because this episode has just become free association poetry now, uh, I need to tell you about a man that I've, my new enemy, I found an enemy, okay. somebody in- Move uh, over, Mark Gatiss. Move over, Mark Gatiss. No, this is like a personal nemesis of mine now. Like, I have my professional as a podcaster and professional uh, nemeses, but this is like in my own enemy, is that somebody in one of the discords we talked about a YouTube channel where a man reviews expensive fidget toys- and mm. I was like, that sounds so infuriating. So I looked it up and now he, he shows up in my recommended sometimes and no. he review, he'll be like, let me try to do an impression of this guy. This hot, <laughs> I'm doing Hillary voice, but he kind of yeah, talks like Hillary, Hillary voice. voice. He'll be like, and this, this knife is perfect for Amazon packages and it will totally satisfy you. And so wait, it, it's chills. It is kind of chills. He's like chills, but he dresses up like a like a future robot man, and he buys nine thousand dollar fidget toys that you need to have on you at all times, or you. Uh, and then he he'll be like he'll be like I bought. But this, this is how it trickles down. But then he was the like, company bought- gets nine thousand dollars for their fidget toy, and then they are allowed to buy uh, <laughs> a five hundred dollar fidget I just, toy. For there's their something kids. very funny about like about like everyday carry but also the things that you're carrying are expensive fidget toys but like i mean that is what everyday carry is it's not really about actual preparedness it's just about having a little, lots of little things little doodads to carry around with you right and like somehow they're also happy. at the same time talking about how they're simplifying their lives by carrying all this shit around all the I'll time i'll send you a video of this fucking guy he makes me so angry like his cool. voice... i'll make sure to watch it incognito so it doesn't uh-huh. ruin my recommendations <laughs> I, if if you know the guy I'm talking about, listeners, uh, I'm sorry because oh my god, he, he's horrible. Anyway, okay, really need to really need to finish up this episode. I'm very hungry. Uh, and, okay, fine uh, for, for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Clara shines her flashlight in David Warner's eyes, and he's like, "Ha ha!" I'm a very old right, man. Like please, please don't do that to me. And then Skaldat grabs Clara from the ceiling, and the professor starts shooting. This part he, is He pulls out his fucking crazy. deagle, and this it's is... like, see? It's not just Western music I like. He goes Revolver Ocelot mode on him. He's like, he's like, in the 1960s, the most beautiful man I ever met kicked my ass and told me that I would do better with a revolver, and I really took that to heart. Yeah, um, and then he kisses the doctor, which is a it's Russian a, It's twat. a Russian taunt. <laughs> which is which is my new Xbox gamer tag that nobody somehow ever in all these years nobody ever ever took. Uh 
<laughs> did I tell you about so, this? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay, just making sure. So the doctor runs in, Skaldak, like, drops Clara and grabs the professor instead, and he says, I'm gonna heat up your Cold War with nuclear missiles. And then he says, but if and- you heat things up, you'll die and you'll hate it. That's that's the trick of the Ice Warriors that I didn't bring up this episode, is they don't like heat, but okay. Uh, Clara is like, please don't hurt him, and the doctor is like, please don't hurt him. I was uh, so meanwhile, surprised. Meanwhile, in the other yeah. room... His armor closes itself back up and starts walking around. <laughs> yeah. We, we do get to see, like, we do get to I'm see. I'm sorry. The Ice Warrior's armor in this is the fucking Arkham Knight Batmobile. You yeah. can call it remotely. <laughs> you just leap into it and it just works. It just works. It works from every angle. It's like a Titan from Titanfall. Like, it can open up from the bottom and it can open up from the top. We do get to see, we, see, I'm very pissed off because I, Mark Gatiss is like, I'm so smart with horror. I know that it's really good and cool if you don't show the scary monster all of it. But the thing about the scary monster, all uh, some of it is that it's also not scary. So now I it's just... so weird. Why is this an ice warrior? Because like he wanted to do an alien from alien episode. Because but the ice warriors just aren't that. So because, the, no, the ice because... warrior spends the whole episode not being an ice warrior. Because that's his favorite thing is that he loves to bring they him and and Moffat they love to bring back old Doctor Who shit and then they love to do nothing with it. That's like their trick. That's like their favorite it's so thing. Weird. He's like, I want to have an ice warrior, but I don't want to have it be an ice warrior because ice warrior. I don't want to have it be cringe. an ice warrior. I don't want to do anything with the fact that like they are defined by how they deal with temperatures. I don't want to do anything with the fact that they are big, strong men in big armor. And they have Lego like, hands. Why couldn't he? Why couldn't it break have just been chains? like a? Why couldn't it have just been like a a Slinkulon from Slinkulon Five? Like why? Did like he. It, He's so goddamn strong out of his suit, why didn't he just break the chains? Like, take his gun out of the hand of the armor and just shoot the chains off and get back in the armor at that point. if Ice Warrior, is it literally just because they're embarrassed by their nude bodies that they just, they don't, but like, they don't don't wear shirts, they could wear shirts and pants. (laughs) Like, they could put some cool uniforms on their, their gangly little, their gangly little fast, strong bodies, but. I thought it was cool though when, when all those scenes were like, cause anytime the ice warrior is like reaching down and grabbing someone, like we see the hand coming down from the ceiling, but we don't actually see the ice warrior itself, but we do see just like the tip of its dick dangling down, cause they <laughs> apparently have really long dicks. And I thought also, that was really cool. But yeah, we don't like ever get to see, we get to see what its stupid, dumb looking, stupid little face looks like, but we don't get to see the rest of its body, but it's long. We do see it, like it rushes by, it's like big spaghetti. We don't get to see it swinging nuts. It's, it, it kind of looks like old bold and brash is what I was imagining. <laughs> but with a really cool wrinkly ass. <laughs> kind of a mix between old bold and brash and nude Steppenwolf. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so then, uh, then the, 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 so the armor starts walking because it's the Batmobile. Captain, Captain Zukov, aka Captain Davos, runs in, uh, and he's like, I'm gonna shoot now. Here I go. Um, and the doctor says, don't shoot now. And then Skaldak, Skaldak says, as a military guy, Captain, I must compliment you on your tactical thinking, but your position is not as what strong tactical as you thinking? Might believe. He walked in and said, I will shoot you with my gun. <laughs> right. The tactical thinking of, I'm going to shoot you since your armor's off. I think he literally says that. He's like, your armor's off. I'm going to shoot your body. <laughs> if I your shoot tactical you. mind. 
I mean, the perfect you know what, military. Do you know mind. what it is? Is because ice warriors don't know how to kill people. They think you have to pop all their arms and legs off. And he's like, whoa, you can just do it with a bullet? Wow! And then, yeah, he fucking Batman Arkham Knight just, like, leaps into his armor as it runs in, and it just closes up around and him. We never and never get says, to see... I landed in it perfectly, it's very easy and works, it just and then, works. And then he goes nasty mode, he goes cyborg mode from, from Snyder Cut, uh, where he goes to the launch the nuke console, and he sticks his big, chunky, beautiful, perfect hand out, and then nasty little wire tentacles come out, kind of like that scene from the, the SEDC from, from, from JoJo. He does that. Oh, yeah. That disgusting trick with his veins. That's what he does, and it's so nasty, but he, like, turns all the keys, and he's about to press the button, and then the doctor uh, says, this is a this is a metaphor for the Cold War, he says. Yeah, he, he says, in. like, this is not honorable, you'd be killing billions of civilians, don't you remember how epic Mars used to be? You guys used to he have, said, like, cool... Yeah, we were so cool. Uniforms. Yeah. When you when your people were were at at their peak, the humans were just leaving their caves for the first time. Like they're 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 still so primitive. They're you just have, scared. You have like a couple hundred years until you're gonna valiantly destroy the TMAT system of Earth. And Scald Scaldak is like, that's all really cool. Anyway, I am gonna push the button. And then the doctor, I don't know if this was supposed to be a bluff or not, but he pulls out the screwdriver and is like, you leave me no choice. And he points his sonic screwdriver at the ice warrior and the ice warrior's like, okay. He says, well, he says he's going to blow up the nukes and just destroy everybody on the ship rather than, and, and I do like when the doctor says, um, also, by the way, I would just become a different guy. I would become uh, Peter Capaldi and every- everything else would continue with no consequence. <laughs> yeah, this is actually... So then he does blow himself up and Peter Capaldi crawls out of the I have. So I, I think I've talked about this before, but if you grind a Time Lord into paste, will the paste like eventually find itself coming back together and becoming a new guy? Or is there a point at which you get... Like Majin Buu. Is there a point where you can get the Time Lord so gooified, so fucked up, so messed up that they can't regenerate? Is that a thing? You, like, you just, you grind them down into paste. You take each individual put globule all, and put, put them all in else. jars. Yeah. <laughs> and you you separate the jars all across and the you solar have to, system. And you have to put But them each in... of the jars just forms a tiny little quirky British and No, man. no, no, no. That's where that's where my, my invention comes in because you have to put it in an anti-quirk isolation chamber where no quirkiness can exist. And then if you so they just the- become cool American man. No, <laughs> what are we getting? I'm a doctor, and I'm here to be badass. What this are time. we gonna get? American Doctor Who. I mean, I just think it would be great if there was like a doctor, and he's like played by Chris Pratt, and he <laughs> and he had a Sonic, and he had the Sonic gun, but it looks like a normal gun, but it's like got a blue glowing stripe on it, like a cool cable or something. And Ooh. he and he's very buff, and he wears a leather jacket, and he fucks. <laughs> He has he has he has missionary style sex. You just described Peter Capaldi. <laughs> sorry, I meant I meant to say uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston. I'm sorry. He doesn't have missionary style sex, as far as I can tell. I mean, we haven't seen all of his episodes yet, but <laughs> I don't think he. I, and I also don't think he ever devoted his life to Christ. <laughs> well, yet you don't know that. Um. So. He, what happens? Yeah, he's like, I'll blow us all up if I have and then, to. And then, and then, assured destruction. Clara have you says, ever heard of that? Clara says, no, my friend, my friend, the ice warrior, you're not just a warrior, you're also a dad. 
think about also we do see we say we see his face he takes his helmet off and we see his face and we, looks see, like his, shit. we see his steppenwolf face and, he's got and he says which eyes. of us will blink first and yeah clara is like wait a minute when i when i asked you please don't kill the professor you hesitated there's there's good in you buddy boy you gotta go and remember your daughter and all the songs that you used to sing with her think about all the daughters on earth that you're about to kill and let's sing the song of my planet i like to teach the world to <laughs> sing in perfect and then harmony. and then before anything can happen uh the ice warriors come to pick their boy up and then they take him away but then oh my god they do still exist but oh yeah but also they abduct the ship up above the ice. Presumably, I thought they were going to just take the whole ship with them. Like, that was how they were going to... But then they... Apparently, they were just doing them a solid, I guess. And then... Well, this is what's confusing. Because they get lifted back onto the ice. Also, they were teetering at some point. We didn't mention they, it, but they were yeah, going to fall back down. Yeah, it was kind of the Maeve, uh, Maeve mom bike shot of the episode. And they get pulled. They're back up on top of the ice on the surface. And Skaldak tells them, I have been saved, not you. And the doctor's like, please just go in peace. Skaldak gets summoned away. But the doctor's like, like, the warhead is still armed. The ice warriors can remotely detonate it if they want to. And I I might just have to blow us all up just to make sure that there's no way that they can do that. But then it, like, Um, turns it off and it says, have a nice day with a little smiley face. I I do want to say, I think that once they're out of the water... I don't think there's any practical difference anymore between the Ice Warriors detonating the warheads versus the Doctor detonating the warheads. No, 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 you idiot. He was going to launch the warheads. Right. That's what I'm saying. When they were underwater, Skaldak could launch the the missiles. If a Russian nuclear submarine in the middle of the Arctic Ocean explodes itself... Completely far away from any other civilization, they could say, oh no, it malfunctioned and it exploded and everybody on it died, but it was mostly okay. Versus, oh no, a nuclear missile has just been launched and it just struck Los Angeles. Right, that's what I'm saying. The the submarine is out of the water now. They can't launch the missiles. Can they not? Do you have to be underwater to launch the missiles? I mean, I guess I don't know, but I feel like if you tried to launch them out of the water, they wouldn't just like go flying a thousand miles. For some reason, like they I always thought when... that I always thought the 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 submarine had to resurface to launch its missiles. But but I mean, I don't know. Oh, anything. maybe I'm wrong. I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough right. about nuclear submarines. And I don't <laughs> Welcome care to, look to it Nuke up. Guessers. Let's move on. Uh, they anyway. He turns off the nukes and he says, "Have a nice day." And then Claire... no, hold on, shut up, because you're missing the part where. Uh, where they're like, uh oh, uh oh, is he gonna, is he gonna blow us up? Is he gonna? And Clara goes, and I'm hungry like the wolf. And then, what did he have like a? Did he have like a live audio feed going to? This is what I can't tell. Is are we supposed to think that Clara saved them by singing? No, I think she saved them. Skaldak was like reminded of his daughter, and he was like, I will. I think she saved them by making him think about his daughter. I, I also think, think that, but that does that suggest singing... that he has a live audio No, feed. no, because she said your daughter before he left, remember? And I think he went on to his ship and he stewed about it, and then... So the you... singing, but the singing had nothing to do the with it. The singing had nothing to do with it, I think. Clara they was just, just framed it like it did. I know, and it was very silly, but... Um, cool. So the warheads get disarmed, and the and Clara hugs the doctor and says, we are epic. Uh, they go about... up to the roof of the submarine, or whatever it's called. Yeah, we're and... about to we're about to get to the craziest thing that happens in this episode. I'm very excited about. Uh, the doctor is like, 
I just reset the had system, which is the system where when you the would, hostile action displacement. It's basically system. the system where when you'd really need a TARDIS around, the TARDIS decides to fuck off. And I then, would think that the had system could be uh, very sensible as long as it doesn't leave when you're not on it, <laughs> right? But of course, what we we also know that nothing can fuck up the TARDIS though from the out uh, from the outside. So is that true? I know that they've said that nothing could get in, but. Surely the TARDIS can be damaged. I mean, the TARDIS gets picked up a lot, which is really funny. It does, but I'm just thinking about, like, when they, like, dropped it in uh, Name of the Doctor and it, like, shattered the windows on the outside or whatever. Like, I think it can be damaged. I don't think it's invulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really hard to get the door open. Anyways, the they're in the Arctic, uh, but the Doctor's like, it's in the South Pole. They should make ha, the whole ha. thing out of the door, anyway. Ha, ha, ha. Um, uh, we're in the North Pole. Hey, Captain Yeah, he Davos, says, like, oh, us can a you... lift to the other side can, of the whole planet? Can you give us a lift to the... Surely there's a better one. <laughs> surely there's a better way to get to the south pole than a wrecked submarine <laughs> a submarine that doesn't work uh it will not be explained how they get to the south pole to retreat yeah which is kind of nuts like uh-huh. the south pole famously is a not very an easy, easy place, place to get to, get to. yeah uh, uh but then I, the doctor does their fascist salute at them before they leave just because he respects them so much god i love the ice warriors <laughs> he says that's the end of the episode uh yeah, zero good things in it, so, but not really much bad in it either. See, this like, is the this thing, is the most sea of all time, and see, not just is, because they're in one. This is the thing now for me is that we've done enough of these that I don't know if I give this episode a C, I don't know what I'm saying. This episode is better than. Well, let, let me see what you've given a C. It doesn't like uh, it doesn't matter, but also it matters. Uh, you gave a C to, to the Idiot's Lantern. You gave a C to Planet of the Dead, Beast Below. Uh, and Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. <laughs> yeah, this is a C. That does all. This fits in so well. I feel well like that with feels that. right. Yeah. Yep. Checks out. There's not enough. Di- like, there's not enough distinction between a C. This is like you know, if we were rating these on grade percentages, not on letter grades, I would give this like I would give this one like a seventy two percent, and I'd give like uh, Idiot's Lantern a seventy percent to denote that. I, but no, there's just it's just that that broad category. They're all lumped it together. This is a next time on Doctor Who. Ghost, 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 ghost. Looks boring. I hope we don't have to watch it. Okay, time for the best part of the episode. <laughs> Wait, do we have any other? Do we have any other uh, 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 special awards to give out? Obviously, no. I wouldn't really say there was yeah. a medal of Mickey or a Leela Cross. I really like how many times we tried to get cool time moments started up, and it just never happened. But I do like companion awards. is a good is a good compromise. I think. All right, first before we generate, which doctor? I'm still holding out for Jody. We haven't seen her in a little bit. Want to get? Yeah, I'd like to see Jody. Get some Jody um, action. We- yeah, let's see. We're still most likely to see Tenant. Uh, there's 41 Tenant episodes that we've ha- that we haven't seen. Only 24 Jody episodes to go, which is still a lot. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Jody again. Let's, let's see get a again. Jody. Oh, it's wait. a Tenant. Oh, Hitchhiker's Guide oh, to the Galaxy fans rise up. It's written by Crisps Chibnall. Yeah, this is an early Chris Chibnall episode. This is series three, episode seven, 42. I remember there being an episode called 42. Let's see. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, it's a Martha episode. We've only had one of those before. Ooh, we're gonna see Martha again. That's um, fun. The cargo spaceship SS Pentalian is on a crash course with a living sun. Its crew's ripped out of out of a part of for cheap fuel on board the ship. The sun. Pos- huh. I do not remember this episode at all. Um, let's see. This isn't reception. 
No reception listed on Wikipedia. Nobody received this episode. <laughs> I do see there's a credit uh, of a character called Sinister Woman. I am hoping and praying that she's, she's gotta have patch. an eye patch. She's gotta have an eye patch. <laughs> remember with the remember in fucking Peter, but there was also a Sinister Woman on Peter Capaldi's episode, and she said, "Aha! At last, it was good to me." Well, I, I do it. see, I do see that it's a blue link. I'm not gonna hover over it and see what it redirects to. Right? It's gonna, it's gonna, it's actually, it, I clicked it. It redirects to list of sinister women <laughs> wait no jack harkness wait, comes up wait this links to list of henchmen from doctor who this feels like oh. a fucking villains wiki page holy shit all right don, yeah. i don't want to i don't want to get off there yes yes don't worry is this i wonder if this is the first uh chibnall episode oh yeah it is the first episode written by chris chris good writer sometimes uh but not good at writing doctor who so we'll have to see how he how he did um there's a cool space suit that we'll get to look at. That's fun. Yeah. Did you like 42 listeners? Sound off in the comments and leave a five-star review and subscribe to our Patreon. Only $1. Leave a 4.2 out of 5 review. <laughs> I see 7.2 on IMDb. So. Leave a 42 out of 100 review. Uh... Okay, well, I'm excited what... to see Martha again. It's been a long time. Yeah, we like Martha. We're, we're, we're a pro-Martha space, for sure. What um, was our? We saw we saw Gridlock. Sh- Gridlock that was our yeah. eighth episode. I liked. I really liked that episode. It was very fun. That had Ardell O'Hanlon in it as a kitty cat. It man. did have Ardell in it. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited. I want to I, I want to see Martha we again. Like Martha. I, I'm I I. When was our last tenant? Uh, not that uh, just, long. It was Idiot's Lantern. I keep just, forgetting Idiot's Lantern. I literally don't remember about, watching just it. Just talked about this. I literally don't remember we it. It's one about of the most forgettable episodes like of the whole show. 30 minutes ago that we talked about I, it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make a difference. I'm never going to remember that we watched that episode. <laughs> Should have watched it five times. Uh, oh, also, we didn't address this. I completely forgot. Uh, but the coronation went off without a hitch, and everyone still has their faces. So everyone has their faces, and unfortunately, uh, he did. He did. He, the funniest thing that could have happened ever didn't happen. But you know, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll hold that hope. We'll hold that hope that something else funny will happen soon. <laughs> God, it would have been so funny. It would have been pretty funny. Um, okay, Sam, let's do our Patreon stuff and and let's wrap this this uh, this episode up. Yeah, hey! hey! If you like this podcast and you want to understand what the fuck we're talking about all the time, <laughs> subscribe to us on patreon.com slash Bros, where one precious dollar a month That's 12, gets you. Just for a reminder, just for a reminder, $12 for an entire year, or that's like the price of one Starbucks small coffee, folks, am I right? Yeah, so hey, you expensive. could you could get uh, a month and a half of Twitter Blue, or you could have a year of our you fucking could, bonus episode. You could episodes. subscribe to my OnlyFans, or you could subscribe f- to for my Patreon for the same amount. Uh, One dollar gets you all of our bonus content. Lest we forget, there is pre Doctor Huh stuff. We've we've got all of our secret. God, is there pre Doctor Huh stuff? Huh? I said, God, is there pre Doctor Huh stuff? There's pregnancy packed rewrite. From Secret Life, and uh, Virgin- I I still am very very happy with our our uh, Grant High School Exchange program where we did like High School Musical and Beastly and stuff Grease, like that. Grease Two is the one I I was very partial to that episode. Oh, Grease Two, um, yeah, lots of lots. Of- right. did- Clara, you're from the future. Is do do Michael and Stephanie get back together? Clara, you're from the future. Tell me, is there a racist luau scene at the end of the movie Grease Two? Come <laughs> at the luau. 
but also, we do have all of our Doctor Hum bonus episodes. We did watch Megalos, one of the oh! absolute most dog shit boring things I've ever seen. It was, it was, it was astonishingly bad. And, thank and there was a talking cactus in it, and, which really oh, goes to show how boring exciting, it was. Very exciting. This next Patreon episode will be the first time in, oh, yeah. in our show history where we will have to revisit an unfinished serial. We're going to get to finish uh, 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 the the invisible the enemy, enemy the, the one where, where he the goes doctor fuzzy. went fuzzy he goes fuzzy and funny and then he and then they have to go inside of a, him to fix him. they did inject leela and the fourth doctor into the fourth doctor's own temple they cloned them and shrank them and are descending them mm-hmm. to his own head which is pretty wild it's pretty cool um and that i'm excited to watch that it's gonna be very silly yeah dr mario was there uh five dollars Gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. I forgot to say that $1 makes you a friend of the show. Uh, $5 makes you a companion of the show. And you can send us a message. We'll read it in when it, any of our funny, 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 funny voices. Uh, te- and you get a shout out. Oh, God. And $10. <laughs> oh, no. They've injected the fourth doctor into my brain. And now I've gone funny. $10 gets you all that plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House D'Souza. We will Which clap for means you. You can listen to the podcast live while we record it, and also we will clap for you, plus all the other shit. So thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers: Dan Big Challenge Silva, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Tasty Sea Sponge, and the House D'Souza honorary members. Oh my God! It's Cassidy. It's Desperate Hawk. It's HK, and it's Sauceworks. Fuck yeah! Let's go saluting. Take off in that bus! Yay! Uh, Sam, I think we do. I think we do need to read this message. Um, yes, we we have we have a message from Sauce. We have a message from Sauce who uh, who is who is uh, who told us what clever uh, told us about the show's use of the word clever. Which yeah, I we then... did we did accidentally troll <laughs> Sauce by uh, asking in the Discord. I mean, we asked on the podcast. Do British people just say clever a lot? Sauce answered and said, no, Stephen Moffat does. And then we completely forgot and asked the question again on the podcast. Oops. Oops. Sorry, Sauce. Um, so, so Sauce has sent this, <laughs> sent us in this message. Us. This is a punishment for us, for our ignorance. Um, <laughs> I, uh, this is a, a conversation between a Dalek and our beloved, uh, uh, secret life of the American teenager fan fiction character, Droopy Mole Man Ricky. I, I- I lost it so hard the first time you did Droopy Mole Man voice. It's it, it was it was it was a very funny voice. Um, and I'm also I'm also the only one who's good at doing it. So I'll be Droopy Mole Man. I'm okay at it. I'll do Droopy Mole Man, and you'll be you'll be the Dalek in this I'll be the in Dalek. this one act play. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed something. Oh, what is it? This show uses the word clever a lot. That came up before. You are correct. I, I think we wondered if it was a British thing. Affirmative. It seems like a British thing. It does. I have a question. Yes. If you are British and you listen to this podcast, send us a message to let us know. Do they say clever a lot? Do they say smart? Is smart not a word? I think we feel like we've asked this on our podcast before. I know we have people who listen to this who live in those silly islands, and nobody has ever answered. Is oh, this is literally just the words that we said last week. This is just uh, this is just our this is us. This is a new first. This is us quoting ourselves. <laughs> this is us just quoting our own words. 
Uh, is this normal? <laughs> is this whole thing our words? This is just what we said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is this just what it's like to be British? Do people say clever that much? Or is it just a Doctor Who thing? Clever morning, everyone. Clever, 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 clever. Clever, clever. Doesn't sound like a word anymore, does it? Affirmative. What a shame no British person has ever or will ever let us know. Indeed. <laughs> Get our asses. I do I do remember saying affirmative. I do, yeah, you always are saying affirmative. And I definitely do remember what a shame no British person has ever or will ever <laughs> let us know. I do remember saying that uh, last week. So uh, thank you, Sauce. Thank you for. This seems uh, like this one is on you. They, it, oh, I, I, it was a hundred percent on me. Uh, if you read, the but trans- I did also forget. If you read the transcript, you can see that it was me uh, who 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 <laughs> brought it back up. I um, hope all of our listeners, whether you're American or British, know that we make fun of Britain because that's where this show is set. We also hate America. Oh, we're. I mean, I'm I'm incredibly anti-America. Um, <laughs> it's good-natured ribbing of the silly the silly islands. Um, Right. I, I think, uh, the, the British comedian Phil Wang, uh, laid out a pretty good policy, which is, uh, when a country has done imperialism, you're allowed, you're to, allowed make to make fun, fun of, of it as much as you want. Right. So you can make fun of France. You can make fun of, uh, the Dutch, really make mm-hmm. fun of the Dutch. Uh, you can make fun of America for sure. England, Spain. I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't really know enough about Ooh, Spain. I'm Spanish. Oh, look, we have Spanish. I have, I never even finished that cathedral I'm building. What the fuck? <laughs> it took me like 20 years to build that thing. Anyway, uh, I think that, I think we got it. I think we got it. I think that's it. Uh, and by it, I mean owned. Uh, uh, we're on co-host at Dr. Ha, huh, Twitter at Potting Bros. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. And our, our, uh, we're on Tumblr at Dr. Ha. Huh? Um, and we are, Hmm. We have been called out for being anti. We've been, we've been, <laughs> we are haunting the tags. Uh, I got yelled at, uh, because I, I said that Clara, uh, decided the fate of some children for so, some, no reason and that I always tag the episode by the doctor and their companion. And I was being anti-Clara in the Clara tags. And I'm very sorry. I will never do it again. Yes, I absolutely will. They um, did suggest that we could tag, tag it anti-Clara Oswald, which I just feel like it's going to be confusing when we do meet anti-Clara Oswald. <laughs> when she comes out and she's actually really epic and she makes a good souffle. <laughs> the recipe doesn't matter. The recipe doesn't matter. I improvised this delicious souffle. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Find us on Dr. Han. Subscribe. Uh, reblog. I don't know. Review us on review. iTunes. Reblog us. Tell your friends. Whatever the fuck. I always like people. Fun. People do tell their friends, and I do appreciate it. Uh, it's always fun to know. I feel like people. there was a. Was there a new. Uh, extra credit that I was there, on? Oh, yeah. The, uh, there was a WikiHow episode that I was on. There was a WikiHow extra episode. credit. Um, and Check then, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bradipus Rex. You can find me on Tumblr at Punish Breakfast. And we're hosted by the Noise Space Podcast Network. Um, lots of great shows on Noise Space. Check out Pod of Greed. Check out, uh, Wow Cool Robot. Check out, uh, Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. They're not Check on- out Sounds About Light. I've got two more episodes of the damn thing. Uh, sorry, zero to zero. I mean, yeah, eat shit, Drew. I'm ending the podcast. <laughs> no, I've got two more episodes of zero to zero, uh, where we're gonna wrap up Blade Trinity. We're gonna wrap up uh, Fan Stick, and then I will be 
walking down that dusty trail all on my lonesome, except for the other two podcasts that I do and also extra nice, credit. Very nice thing to, to only have to do two. Um, uh, sounds about light. We have finished Kingdom Hearts 2, and we're going to be starting uh, Birth by Sleep and learning about a little boy named Ventus who looks an awful lot like Roxas. What's looks going and on sounds there? like Roxas. Um, uh, and they're not on the network, but check out We Rate Queerbait, because fuck you. <laughs> Uh, I will also give a shout out. I I don't remember if I did before, but uh, and also with you, uh, how oh, yeah, the annual you, you did Star Wars week. episode come out uh, yes. the other day? Yes, you did. That was a good one. You shouted out last week. Okay. Well. <sighs> all right. Well, everybody, this has been a great episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, but before we leave, we've uh, we have avoided total nuclear annihilation, and I do think that warrants a. Uh, a doctor's prayer. So if all, if all rise, all rise and join us as we, uh, as we say goodbye to this episode with the doctor's prayer, Sam, take it away. May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. God, I want to fucking see the ponds again. Anyway, may you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. May Dan, the nice man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever souffle and may the doctor light your path through time. Dr. Bye. Dr. Bye.